Hello, this is Mr. Jonathan Walsh from the BBC. Just a warning, this podcast may contain strong language and themes of an adult nature. Listen to discretion is advised. Throttle Monkey, talking all things motorcycles since 2019. Podcast, podcast. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the Throttle Monkeys podcast series with me, your host, Big Mitchum, where we talk about anything and everything motorcycle related. If you want to get involved in the action, don't forget to join us on Twitter using the handle at MonkeyThrottle. And if you've got any questions, quandaries, you want to get in touch by email, it's ThrottleMonkeysPodcast at Hotmail.co.uk. No, it's not. Tell a lie. Lies are bad. Heaven. Death, who knows? Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, any questions, quandaries, drop us a line and get involved in the action there. Uh, this is going to be the last one of the new year. I did one with my little brother a while ago, but I'm hoping next year uh, to get <clears throat> to get back in the swing of things and bring things on quicker. Uh, I have been away. It's not really an excuse, but I changed jobs, moved houses, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm trying to liaise with Adam to get a time that suited us the best uh, was not necessarily the easiest thing to do leading up to Christmas and whatnot. Um, so I'm flying solo on this one. So I'm sitting back and supping my, my smooth ale from the north, established 1820 bloody two, and it's the same great tetley taste. And this one's from my mate Jack Fowler up north. So joining me today uh, on Throttle Monkeys is a friend of the show. Uh, fellow YouTuber uh, is Hold Your Fire. Now, when Hold Your Fire was on our episode three or four last time, he's referring back to some secret that he um, was planning he was doing whilst he's laid off brickworking, brick, brickworking, bricking, building houses. Mm, you get the drift, whilst he's building houses. Um, and him and his friend... We're going to this venture. He's since done that. Now, those of you who know what it is, but if it's not, I thoroughly recommend you sit back, crack up with a cold one. If you're driving to or from work, enjoy yourself and um, listen to this. So I am going to bring on uh, Sam and his friend, uh, Sean, very shortly. So bear with me. I've done this for a while. Could have some technical difficulties. Welcome to the show and joining me again this week. I say again this week. I think he might be the last proper guest on here. No, he wasn't. Maybe he was. Uh, we have good friend and resident of the show. Uh, what name do you want me to call you for the purposes of this? Uh, this uh, I think we'll go with a normal name. Uh, hold your fire, or yeah, no, just do go you... with Sam because right. some people don't like one. it. Yeah, some people don't disclose, disclose it, close it. Some people don't. So I've got the boys from Conquerors Apparel, uh, Sam and Sean, joining me this evening to have a chat about all things shop and see how it's going. Uh, if you remember last time, like I said, when he was on during the proper lockdown, uh, you were telling us about a secret thing you had planned, but we weren't quite sure uh, what it was. But now since it's happened, it's like the genie in Aladdin. The smoke has cleared and you shot out my shaft and you covered me in all your magnificence of glory. So welcome to the show, boys. How the devil are you? Welcome. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. And how is the business going for you, first and foremost? Uh, I, I think it's up and down, really, isn't it, mate? So yeah, yeah. Obviously, the lockdown's going out. But um... yeah, it's something we try to avoid talking about lockdown and COVID, but <laughs> it, it it can't be helped on this. So what what's it like? Because when you first started, you were literally starting 
well, when we were balls deep in it, weren't we? It was like the sperm running down your mum's leg. But, <laughs> but what was it like in that initial inception when you went, right, we're going to do it? Was it like sort of, oh, fuck, or were you pretty confident where you had like all the means to sort you out? Or, because you seem to be growing pretty well from what I've seen with your shop, with all the red torpedo and all the spada and all these people joining on. So how, how basically, in a nutshell, tell me what you think. You want to go first, Sean? Yeah, well, obviously me and Sam, uh, where I'm a, uh, I'm a director in the cafe. So I co- oh, he's gone. Oh, we lost him. Right. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> good old technology. Um, right, so, uh, the whole thing has started. Sean and his mum uh, run the Route 1066 cafe uh, in Robertsbridge, just outside of where we live. And can I interject there and ask you a question? Yes. Is his mum fit? Is she, in the common sense of the word, a mill? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Have if, Just oh. imagine Shrek on, like, heroin. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, am I on heroin? Is Shrek on heroin in this scenario? Because I imagine if I uh, was on heroin... It'd be pretty tasty. Yeah, I think it's going to be Shrek on heroin on this. Okay, so we better get off this subject before he joins us again and discovers the slander we said about his dearest and beloved mother. Yeah. Uh, so you were saying, yeah, he's so the that, cafe owner. Yeah, so him and his mum own and run the cafe where we're based. And uh, I think, well, as in next week, uh, we would have had the keys to the property as in the shop, for a year when we started building it. So we were, I think Sean was showing me the back room, which is now the shop. Um, Mm. And it was just an empty, cavernous, had mould everywhere, leaks in the ceiling, uh, no power, no insulation. It was just a, a, you know, old storage room that was fucking rough. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he took me in and went, what, what do you think of this? And I was like, it, it's an empty box room, Sean. It's a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> what are we possibly going to do with this? Um, yeah. So I was like, he was like, oh, well, I've got an idea. Um, well, I've had someone come in the cafe. Uh, I can't remember the reps that it was off the top of my head. I think Sean will know when he comes back. Um, basically... Stopped him for a bite to eat because I was looking at someone else around our area. Um, got speaking to Sean. Yeah, there we go. Back here. Sorry. Speaking hey, of the devil. <laughs> Sorry. Um, right, yeah. So I was just telling him how it came about, Sean. So. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, carry on. Um, so, yeah. So what was the, who was the reps, by the way, who came in when we, who basically ignited this fire? Uh... Was it Oxford's? Uh, no, no, no. We had uh, Stuart was the very first one that came in from um, Krieger. Oh, um, okay. And then we had the, uh, what was his name? Was it Al from oh, Tram, yeah. Am, Tram Am, who just disappeared, disappeared off the face of the earth. Disappeared off the face <laughs> of the earth. He might have had COVID and died. God rest his soul. It's not a last matter. Carry so, on. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, that uh, the rep came in and said, you know, this is a massively busy cafe. Yeah, because the car park's always full of bikes and the big turnarounds. And I think one of them said to Sean, I was like, oh, you should do a shop. So Sean's kind of went, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Kind of thought nothing of it for a couple of months and then showed me the desolate 
dead room out the back. <laughs> kind of got chatting about it. We sat down and had a bit of a chat after hours and hashed out some ideas and is it, should we do it kind of thing. It's a big commitment because if we go in, we're going big. Well, you're going in balls deep, aren't you? Especially yeah, because you know, it was an empty room. So it's kind of like, mate, we've got a lot of work. And yeah, I mean, you know, between me and my dad, we've got the skill set to build it. So yeah, we basically just done that. I was like, yeah, let's redesign. Let's redesign this whole place. Um, Sean come over to mine a few days later. We sat in my front room eating pizza, and on a rough bit of paper, we drew the blueprints out for the shop and kind of actually started building it. Then, so between me and Sean, we built the whole shop from the ground up. Because if we're honest. As bikers, love. I'm assuming you're a biker as well. Are you Sean? Do you ride? Yes, I've got a Tiger Alpha. Oh, lovely! So, I, I as us bikers, we know there's no better things in the world than bikes, boobs, beer. Apart from for Sam, obviously, uh, and bacon. So, <laughs> having a motorbike shop in a cafe is a no-brainer, in my opinion. But the only thing that would put me off on that aspect is that. And I bet you get it. Like when you sit in a vehicle, you call them tire kickers, didn't you? Like coming in, have a look, not really purchasing. Do you, is that something you get a lot of, or are they sort of like straight up and down, meat and potatoes, stick up the arse, fuck the argies type of people? We do get a few. We do get a few people that just wander in, sort of like just sort of iron up and have a look at everything. Um, the funny thing we found is that is the some of the older boys that obviously know their stuff and know their kit. And they try to test you and probe you to see how good you are, your kit, and what you know. Yeah. Bastard. But I I suppose that's good in a way, because if you can, like they say, if you build it, they shall come. And to to be honest with you, near me, where have I got? Well, it's not too bad now I'm living in Swansea, because there's quite a lot of um, dealers and cafes nearby. But when I was living further towards Cardiff, uh, the nearest cafe was about... Oh, I had a cafe, but there's no real bike and cafe, so it's one or the other. So getting the two together is just a no-brainer. But I, I'm, I'm very, what's the word? I, I don't know what I said. I admire your courage to go into this ball to steep, especially when you did. But did the Rona sort come along before, after you decided it, or during, or because it seems quite a bold step to make to go, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we were, built, as I said earlier, we, as a next week sometime it would have been a year since me and sean decided to do it so we were pretty much knocking walls down and rebuilding them as the rona was arriving so it did throw a massive fuck off spanner in the works um but, but at the same time with that it it because obviously we were planning to open for mayday obviously big mayday run and the cafe yeah. you know cafe's known as the mayday cast so you know it would have been massive for us but at the same time it did give us that time to fine tune quite a lot of things, which I don't think we would have done as well if we had opened at that time. Yeah, I, I guess that makes perfect sense. Did you find as well? Because obviously, um, Sam, as some people may or may not know, he does have a YouTube channel. Do you find his online presence on, you know, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and all the other social networks? Has that helped you bring the customers in, or? Is it something that you're not really noticed? Because I've always imagined that if you've got a good grounding like that, you're going to draw the people into that community. For, for me, I'd rather now buy my kit through, say, you, because 
I'd rather give my money to someone who deserves it than a big fuck off company, if that makes sense. Um, I think from it's definitely helped uh, with getting certain brands as well. Not only have I've, I don't want to say used because that's not the right word. I think I've I've asked for help basically because it, it, I yeah it's one of them things. I mean, well there was, there was a couple. Asked, of, there was asked, a, yeah, sorry. Go on, John. There was a couple of brands that we you know like uh, the big ethos in the shop is that almost almost all the stuff that we have in here we use ourselves and yeah. so we can really promote it and give you honest feedback on it and so there were a few brands and stuff that we did really like we did really want but we sort of like you know didn't know how to communicate with them and sam was able to with his with his influence was able to get a few of those on board which was quite nice because you've been growing really well like i said before like every time i see you on social media getting this that and the other brands now are you finding more and more of these big brands and manufacturers are sort of starting to to come to you rather than you go to them um it's still us go to them um but it's all with like a simple email and like a favor from a friend so just for instance uh we've got cardo uh headsets the intercoms that yeah, no, yeah. no one in our area really does they always stick with cena or like the cheap interphone knockoffs and stuff like that yeah. um i basically had a chat with teapot one and was like hey man i know you're doing a little bit of ambassador work for them is there any way you can point me in the right direction so yeah he gave me all the contact information passed our contact information on to cardo we got cardo thanks to teapot one um so he's really helped in that respect um and then like other vloggers as well so uh, there's mr fish who comes down quite regularly just for a cup of tea a bit of food and chin wag and talk about gear and whatnot uh hippodrones has done fucking wonders for us with his video of our shop on our open day um all the other vloggers who came down for that as well were fantastic um i think it was was it chris Uh, wallace who come down i think he spent nearly seven hours riding down to us for the open day yes he did jesus christ that's commitment that is yeah so that's kind of we that's didn't, because of you guys, Neil. Yeah, we didn't expect such a um, positive reaction to what we were doing within uh, the vlogging community, I think, because me and Sean spoke about it. And it was just, it went crazy. And we were just like, oh, this, I mean, we are thankful beyond belief. There's no yeah, way we could actually definitely. show how thankful we are to the vloggers um, until the corona fucks off. Um, yeah. But everyone just went, oh, how are you opening a fucking shop in the middle of a pandemic uh, really helped us out by just sharing it. And um, we got talking to some of our suppliers very early on, telling them about, you know, our little connections and stuff like that. And they said, you're the only shop in the UK that has done that. And it's, you know, been amazing. That's a good accolade. Though, and that's something that's a big achievement to be told that from these, these brands because, I imagine that bike shop uh, around the country are, are quite uh, a common thing. But given that, given that thing, that bit of feedback must give you like tingling in your ballsack, like like when you're about to have your vinegar stroke and you're about to blast your lungs. <laughs> and, and then you get and you get called for your dinner halfway through. You have to pinch your belly and then run to the toilet sink before before you finish off. It must be sort of that sort of feeling that you know that you think, oh, that's that's nice. No, we've done that. Not 
not Sparta have done it or Oxford. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it was kind of a shock. It still is now when we see people, you know, just even if it's just like the little tweet here and there, the little mention, and it's just like because a lot of people do listen to vloggers and stuff like that rather than your average motorbike press. Well, you go into because at the end of the day, the press is just the press is vloggers. You, you tend to spend your own money, and like I do reviews, and obviously I haven't got yeah. many subscribers because I'm a bit of a, I don't know, I'm not very professional in my approach to what I do, but I spend my money on products to test. So I think that goes to show a long way. If someone buys a product from you, they're not only testing that product, but they're testing uh, Sam and Sean as a customer relations duo on. on on their service as well, because that's what you buy into, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you touched on it briefly that you said uh, you spoke to uh, Teapot One and he helped drive with Senna and things like that. Now, just drifting off slightly, he's been asked to host this um, new motorcycle program on Amazon Prime Video, is it not? Um, would he, is he, is he this sort of, would he sort of, how, how, where I'm getting about this? Would he give you any, not sponsorship, but any mentioning on that? Can he do that? Can he wear any of your apparel? Um, Can he wear one of your shirts? Well, we have given him a T-shirt and a little like thank you package for everything he's done. I don't you bastards. <laughs> um, I'm sure we can sort you out. Um, I mean, like, we wouldn't ask him to do it. I wouldn't go, oh, can you please wear it? I mean, if he wants to wear the shirt for wearing the shirt, then that's fine. I'd never force anyone or ask anyone to go out their way to do anything because I just don't I just just we're just not like that I'd no. rather you, you want wear the shirt on telly because you want to wear that shirt and show a bit of promotion rather than being asked I think, I think that's the right attitude to have because these days you have so many people sending emails out saying oh can I have this oh love me are oh, you pathetic but you know you, you guys have got a good ethos around it and where I was leading this question, I've been watching a lot of um, How to Get Away with Murder on Netflix. So if you piss me off, you screw. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm leading on some questions here. And where I was getting at is that with the gear and that, and you're saying that you know you want people to buy it because they want to buy it, from, say Sean, for example, yeah. uh, rather than buy it from big brand. Have you got any plans to uh, perhaps design and manufacture any of your own gear? We do you want to do that one, Sean? Yeah, we do our own t-shirts and stuff. Well, obviously, we've got our t-shirts. We've got some hoodies in the works that have been a bit of a, a trial and error <laughs> yeah. um, for our for our, uh, our guy doing it. Um, we have we have sort of spoken about odd little bits and bobs, haven't we? But it's sort of uh, it's also I think it's more casual gear at the moment. We we were I think we were looking at armored hoodies at one point, but obviously all the C ratings and uh, stuff are getting yeah, all yeah. validated now. It's all. It's all changed, so. But I think mostly we're probably going to look at casual sort of stuff and sort of introduce like some hats in, uh, some hats in and stuff like that, and some more 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 t-shirts and hoodie designs and stuff like that. Well, we've got um, a good friend of Sam's is a tattoo artist, and he's done most of Sam's tattoos, and um, so he's designing some stuff up for us. And some of the few bits and bobs that he's come up with already are amazing. Because I've been pestering Sam for I don't know everything a long time now. <laughs> Every. <laughs> Angel oral, you name it. No, oh Jesus Christ, it's like Tinder on it. I um, I mean, about baseball caps. I I want a baseball cap because I think that would be, you know, in the summer when I'm teaching at the bike school, repping the merch for the boys. 
but that's something I think you should get into. But you said about the casual gear. Um, obviously, with the market growing and growing and people not want to take the bus, the train, etc., to work, I've seen it from my end in the bike school training that the amount of people wanting to ride a bike has shot up. But the same hand, they don't want to wear the leathers, the big bulky jackets, the boots. So there's been a massive demand in in casual gear, like you said, like the hoodies, the armoured hoodies, the jeans, the trainers and things like that. I didn't know if that's something you'd be looking at perhaps branching out to into the future or not. Um, I think it's something we've, well, we've spoken about doing our, our own armoured hoodies. It's just the cost side of things. And like, like Sean touched upon, it's getting the abrasion rating and everything like that. Um, yeah, it, it would be lovely to go down that road, but at the moment it's not high on the priority list. But it is something that one day, if we yeah. get to a stage we can, then absolutely. Because we do know we have been quite lucky with uh, in that regard to meet a few smaller brands as well. That you know they're all very they are very in house and small and stuff, and you know they do produce a lot of their own gear. So. And, you know, they're absolutely lovely people as well. So it'd be quite, so I think we could like, even approach them, like, say, down the line and go, we're thinking about doing this. Could you guys give us a bit of, like, you know, tips and tricks and stuff like that? And they would definitely help out and stuff like that. So down the line, definitely. But there is, well, like I say, we've already seen some 2021 gear coming out, obviously, from some of the suppliers. And yeah. some of the casual kit coming out next year is amazing. It is definitely getting a lot better. Like, um, I'm not sure if you've seen any of the videos of things I've done, but I've gone to a shop on Barry Island. Barry Island! <laughs> where, where, um, obviously, that well-known British sitcom Gavin Stacey's film, I have a mate down there who has a, a, has a similar sort of set to you, has a motorbike shop down there, that you, you know, selling gear and that. But he has branched out into making some of his own stuff, which I have had and tested. And, and um, how can I say this without getting infringed for copyright? So where he gets his equipment made, his gear made... It's made on the same manufacturing line as a big, well-known company that rhymes with Schmarder. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm sure you can yeah. figure that out. But obviously, he's paying less than ticket price because his own gear, and it is just as good. But, um, yeah, I guess at the same time doing that, though, there's a lot of pressure on yourselves because not now are you only selling other people's gear, which is, you know, it's up to the companies to make sure it conforms to this, that, and the other and holds up. That'd be a lot of pressure to put on yourselves. And with running a shop, the cafe, et cetera, et cetera. It could be a lot, a bit more to bite off than you can chew, if that makes sense. Do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good. Um, let me just... And with your, your bike gear, have you got any plans to expand further and maybe have a showroom, you know, have some bikes in there as well? Or are you just purely looking at staying to the apparel as what your name says? Uh, I mean, we did get asked this quite a bit when we first started out from, like, the banks and... Uh, other brands and stuff like oh are you gonna it's like i think if i was going for me personally if i was to see it it'd be nice to be a dealership of sorts but i think it's more headache than anything else um to go yeah, down that road because okay. we would have to totally rebrand um and you'd have all insurance and, and um constant mots and yeah it's just i think for me and sean on a personal basis with not only doing all the apparel stuff um the cafe as well you know we both work our own jobs as well um it's it's just i think it'd be way too much for me personally anyway it's just interesting for me to find out what your objectives are and to be honest with you you're both singing off the same hymn sheet because i was i was intrigued to see if like 
one would say this and the other one would say that, but you're both obviously got something in your head and you're sticking to it, which is, is Sam, you know, I'm not here, you know, I, I just like chatting, chatting shit as if I'm in the pub with my mates. So I'm not here to trip anyone up, but it was just an interesting thing to find out. But what one thing I should have asked you right at the beginning, right before all this, is um, one, how do you know each other? And two, where did you get the name Conquerors of Power from? Now, I think I can work this one out because uh, your cafe, is it sure it's called, t- uh, route, is it Route 1066? Yes, route 1066 yeah. Which is obviously related to William the Conqueror, yeah. I'm assuming. Bloody good at history, me. And obviously, um, William was a conqueror and he was wore apparel, so that's where you come <laughs> <and> <laughs> Um Well, with the name... Uh... <laughs> right, so, with the name... Before Sean Cameron and we drew the blue blueprints for the shop, I was like, right, have a brainstorm and come up with some names. I'll come up with 10, you come up with 10, and we'll just kind of hash it out and see what we like, what we don't like and everything. So I've stressed yeah. all week at work writing names down on bits of scrap in the van with Dad and, like, whatever. I'm just like, oh, will you like that one? Oh, I like that one and all that. So I've sat there. I've got this mountain of paperwork and ideas. Sean comes in. And says, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, Sean, what have you got? Nothing. So, yeah, it was very funny. He was, just, he was just like, so what name did you thought of? I went, this. And he went, no, nah, I don't like it. I was like, no, nah, that's, that's me done. Thought, that's all my ideas, Sam. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so he had this almighty list of names. And we just, yeah, we just started hashing everything through, really. Um, I can, sorry to interrupt. Can we have a list of these names, what you consider calling yourself? Or is oh, this privy information? Christ, I can't even remember half of them. Well, we were going <laughs> to call ourselves SS Apparel. That, we just, that's probably not a good way to go. Um not a good name, yeah. Your name shall go on the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, we have. Remember, there was, there was, uh, oh, there was, fucking stupid one. I know I put a, like a couple of absolute ridiculous ones on there just for shits and giggles, but I can't even remember what it was. I think it was like Gimp and Skulls Apparel or something uh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, cross brands at one point. Um, oh, we were, uh, just, yeah, it was just um, all, it was all silly stuff. Because I like the name Conqueror's Apparel because at the end of the day it ties in with the cafe, well, which is a good strong link. It ties in for our but, area as and, well. And, so because it's the Battle of Hastings, and, William the Conqueror. Yeah, it's all geographical and historically related, which is nice because you could have called it something like, like you said, something stupid. But um, one thing I've got wrong with your brand name, which does piss me off, <laughs> and I can't, and I kind of this right now. When I put the post out, I, you told me I spelt things wrong. Now, as a dyslexic, there's two things I'm scared of. Libraries and spelling. That, that's my worst nightmare. So, which later then, as I was chatting to Sam, divulged that um, you two also have the same um, uh, issues as I do. So, how the fuck do you manage using a name like that, which yeah, I can't even spell on a good day. I can't even spell dyslexic half the time. So, how do you... How do you even manage to spell your own name right on things. That's why I want that. So I can't understand. Sean, do you want to tell him our little trick on the till? The first day we came in here, we had all our, we got all our tills sorted out and stuff like that. Sam got one of our company stickers, banged it straight on the front. He went, "There we go." So we can so literally as we're typing, we can just look down and stare at it. So we make sure we get our name. Love it. Good idea. But um, we've uh, we've since been a bit more technical and we'll figure out on the rather than us typing it out at the end of every email and stuff as well that we could actually pre put it on there at the base of every email. Oh, so now we don't have, yeah, so now we don't have to do it at all. So. 
really this technology is genius and and i will even say your 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 decal has made my wall of fame in my garage amazing what more can you ask for so with go, go on, yeah with on. uh how me and sean met it's it's not romantic sadly okay uh, <laughs> but within our you know we we met through a mutual group of friends who were you know all the bike a lot um we've been on holiday together like a biking holiday together like i think about a year after we really got to know each other yeah, like better. riding together um where did you go uh, we went to Assin for the uh oh, nice. gp so yeah it was really cool like we got to ride over there really cool um i could hear sean snoring in the other room down the hallway in the cabin we were sleeping in i won't worry about snoring boy i stay in a tent with my mate tom and I snore like a Perkins Diesel. <laughs> so bad. That, and the people, the people the next tent over, had to wake me up in the middle of the night to tell them to shut up. Amazing. Um, yeah, so we just kind of really clicked, like, with, you know, same type of music. Everything, like, the style of riding. Uh, like, Sean's really into his adventure bikes and stuff. I'm really into my cruisers, but I've recently got a major boner for adventure bikes. So that's on the shopping list. Nice. Um, so, yeah, but it's just like, Everything we've done together has worked really well. Um, so yeah, we just got on really well with most things we do. So it kind of it's really nice to work with someone that we don't really bicker. I think there's been like one argument, and that was it. And it was just like, oh, cool, right, well, that's done. Let's carry on. It's not, yeah, it's not like work then if you enjoy it sort of thing, is it? It's more, yeah, of, it's uh, just hanging out with our mates. With <laughs> yeah. You're making money, which is a winner-winner. Well, I wouldn't say that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will do. I, I, I got all the faith in the world in you. I mean, you know, thousands winning, but I do. Uh, I, but I, I do think you generally got a good. I know it's easy for me to say, sit here and say that little old me, but I generally think you've got a good, uh, a good standing. I often have a browse on your website because I'm in the market for new stuff, yeah. and I think, like, like I said, I can't be the only one who thinks. Oh, do you know what? I know them. They're tidy boys. I'll throw them a few quid. Because, um, as you know, I've had my first ever custom set of uh, monkeys levers manufactured from my uh, esteemed colleagues in, I think they're in Pakistan, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, but how privileged do you feel to have made it to my crotchal region oh, on my levers? Really yeah, um, I remember showing Sean the picture after you <laughs> sent it to me. We both squealed like little girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because when I had a design, I pretty much, because I, they're doing me a favour, um, basically they sent me out two sets of levers to test and review and custom one, blah, 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 and I paid for X amount. And they were very kind enough to, to allow branding to be put on it. So I don't know if you've seen, I got some of my, my other mates' uh, company logos on there, Southern Down Media. Uh, I've got my other mate's company, God, I'm acting a friend, I can't remember, it's called Revamp Details, Haynes Auto Engineering, Pornhub. They're <laughs> uh, um, so I just said, put these on, they're brilliant. So he sent me the picture. And then just before it's got to manufacturing, I said to Sam, do you want to be on it? So he sent me out the logo. So I, I emailed the answer. So I, I appreciate it's late. Just put it wherever you think best. So they decided they'd stick me right in my crotch. Perfect. No, I can't complain with that, to be honest. I think oh. it's beautiful, beautiful point. I mean, I, I tell my missus, it's, it's, it's not the nail, it's the hammer you smack <laughs> it in with that makes it good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it doesn't actually look too bad because your logo is quite sharp and, in fact, it's quite simple, black and white, yeah. skull, arrow, 
Conqueror. It, and it stands out on that patch of purple really nice. So I'm quite happy with that. Um, so we'll have to... Um, um, well, if I can come down at some point. How far is Hastings from Canterbury? Uh, not that far. About an hour. Yeah. Is it? Because well, I, I think if you're on the I bike, live you can do it in half an hour. Oh, probably, 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 on, a, on a bike on a nice clear day, you'll do it about 40 minutes. I get to Ashford about I get to Ashford about half an hour on my bike. Yeah. Ashford. My, my, uh, my old man used to work in Ashford. I used to live in... Uh, near Canterbury in a little village called Walton. Um, so, yeah, I, I, when I go down that way, I, I, I think I might just uh, swing in, because I've done the most parts of the country on the bike, but I've never gone down that way. So I think I might go down there, and uh, I'll have to come by and uh, check you out and show you off my leathers. But also, as you're probably aware, that me and Adam and um, Weston are doing this this epic challenge thing. Have you heard about that? The wrong way up, or whatever he's called it? <laughs> yeah, I was telling Sean about it um, earlier. I love the name, though. Yeah. So, so I, I've got my bike sorted. I, I, I'm going to tell you what he's got. He's got a, a CE90, whatever it is, basically a Honda Cub, which he hasn't done any work on. He's hiring off. I've gone, if it ain't Jap, it's scrap. And I've got a Kawasaki GBZ400, <laughs> fully panniered, fully fair, which is going to, it's been absolutely raping on everything. But I've also got my um, Conqueror's Apparel um, uh, olive T-shirt. I'll buy the black one. I'll buy a hoodie if you have one, and I want a hat. And then in my episodes, I'll wreck your merch for you because I'll bring in the punters big time with this gorgeous bloody face. I can't wait. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah we're um, well, talking about Epic Adam. So, he, yes, messi- yeah, he messaged me a couple of months ago about your little um, excursion around the country. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, would you, you know, help out? I was like, yeah, like we'll help out. And he's like, oh, I'll chuck you in as a sponsor. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I told Sean about. He's like, yeah, we'll chuck some stickers. We're going to send you guys a little care package of uh, stuff for the trip. Uh, oh, that's very kind uh, of you. Because we're going to guess you're all going to meet up in one, so we we'll just send it to we we'll send it to you, and you can divvy it up between them. Um, Do I have to? Well, uh, well, there's going to be more. So me and Sean were talking earlier, and uh, seeing as you've got your little, because you're going from Jono, is it uh, Lands End to Jono Groads? You were going, yeah, yes, Um, yes, we are. Me and Sean are going to write some challenges for you. Okay, yeah, we're going to have a little think and write some challenges, and but there's going to be like day one, you open that envelope, and then day four, (laughs) you can open another one. And, uh, oh, okay, so you're going to be producer. Yeah, we're just going to be like, we're not going to be involved, but we're just going to make you do stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do that anyway, yeah. so. And I'm just going to see how much trouble I can get Ethic Adam into, really. So. Oh, well, as long as you keep me out of it, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy, <laughs> because he turned into a bit of a little bitch recently, you know, as our Adam, you know, he's a, you know, he has, he has, he's changed, he's changed, fame has changed him. Uh, but yeah, so it'd be good to have you on board, Father. That'd be that will be pretty good. I look forward to that. Um, but oh, I am shitting my pants about it, to be honest with you because I don't think he. I've done a few bike trips. I've done from Wales to uh, John O'Groats. I've done that, and I did that in a in a week. I went from uh, Cardiff to Birmingham, Birmingham to the Lake District, the Lake District to Loch Ness, and then I went Loch Ness, and then I went across uh, the North Coast Five Hundred. So I went across east and went up and yep. around up to um, John O'Groats and I come back down the west coast then uh, it took me a week and I was doing 
300 miles a day, between eight to nine hours riding a day, camping. Uh, I just don't think he, un I think he's underestimated the seriousness of his challenge on a little chicken chaser that probably won't push more than 40 mile an hour. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. Just, I cannot, I've literally, I've been watching you like argue on Twitter and it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I've had some hate messages coming in telling me that I'm a poor man, poor man's Clarkson. <laughs> I don't think that's a very, 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 very fair assumption of my abilities just because I am naturally the better out of the two of us. All right, the stats may say otherwise, but, you know, I'm the cleverest, the better looking, the better rider, the more senior in terms of riding ability. <laughs> I, I just think that this one's in the bag. Well, we'll have to see, won't we? So... Well, this this is it. I mean, you sure you don't want to come and join us for a leg or two? Uh, well, we're, we're sitting closer to the targets at the moment. Everything's fucked. So. <laughs> yeah, it might not even happen at this rate. We don't fucking... Well, I've been in... Um, of course, because in Wales, you went into lockdown before yeah. England. And then our, our good friend Mark Drakeford, the first minister of Wales, he speaks like this. He said that three households can get together for Christmas Day. And then he changed that to two households can get together for Christmas Day. And then he turned out that you can only do it on Christmas Day. And then we're going into we went down into a lockdown, full on lockdown. So yeah, that kind of happened um, to us yeah. uh, in November. So well, it, well, we we had like yeah. a month, didn't we? No, they they they, 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 they when they well they, they obviously they started locking us down a little bit more, but they tier four lockdown uh, us in the southeast. Uh, and the whole Christmas thing where it was like oh yeah, you know five days over Christmas go see families three households all that sort of stuff they knocked that down to you can go see you can mix two households outdoors on Christmas Day I think that was like five days before Christmas wow it's just and it is quite a serious thing but at the end of the day it's been a shit year for everyone Christmas is the one time of year that mums, dads, children, everyone looks forward to doing. So, so doing that is a pretty shitty thing to do, isn't yeah. it? Really? it? It was a ball like, but I mean, I guess it's a necessary evil, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's just it's just frustrating. I mean, we had in the southeast where we we're in the Hastings, we had a lockdown in November. It got lifted. Yeah, we we got two weeks of trade again, and then it was you've got to shut your doors, and that's it for the year. I was like, great. Like, well, don't worry about that because I'll spam your link left, right, and centre. Uh, and of course, on the uh, wrong way up series, wrong way round, whatever he's calling it, um, there'll be uh, lots of mentions of your um, your generosity and your your help and involvement in it. One thing I didn't ask though is, what's on the menu in your what's cash? On the menu? <laughs> uh, we're in the we're we're good yeah, good old fashioned greasy spoon. So just good like for our, uh, all our burgers, a lot of our food is all homemade. Um, our burgers are done by another biker friend of mine uh, who's a butcher. It's literally it's a six-ounce burger with uh, all the filling, salt and pepper. Um, it's very, very, very filling. Sam has oh, one every day. Um, yeah, it's dangerous. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I can imagine, yeah. Back greasy spoon, so just fry up the burgers, all that sort of, sort of, all standard sort of like normal stuff. Because cause you've got family up this way, Sam, haven't you? And you yeah. mentioned before that when you're allowed, you're going to come up travel i will take you to the cafe by me which is called the uplands diner and they do this thing called the mega beast so if you ever get bored go on google search uplands diner mega beast and look at the pictures it comes on the platter 
Uh, two of you are allowed to eat it. You get a time limit, and if you don't eat it, you have to pay. Otherwise, you get free. But it's a loaf of bread, and you know it's been bread and buttered, fried and toasted. There's something like six sausages, ten bacon, uh, a steak, a burger, hash browns, beans, mushrooms, black pudding. Uh, there's a lot on there. Do you do any breakfast challenges or anything we like did that? Initially, when we first came in here, we used to do the uh, we used to do the ten sixty six big. Uh, Big boy uh, breakfast or bad boy breakfast? Something, yeah, big boy breakfast or something like that. Um, that was that was just a it was te- it was ten pounds sixty six pence, um, and it wasn't a challenge breakfast or anything. That was uh, I think that was three or four bits of bacon, three or four sausages, three or four hash browns, mushrooms, tomatoes, beans, uh, so something else on it, chips as well, I think, and like four bits of bread. Um, um, oh, we had to take it, we, it, it became so popular and it blew up one of our griddles because we were cooking so so we um oh, it blew up, one of our griddles blew up so we ended up having to take it off the menu and so but we have thought about doing a challenge thing again in the cafe but um we're sort of we're playing with ideas about what we want to do properly so but it, it is in the works obviously we were going to start doing stuff again for this year but because obviously had a year when it never sort of panned out yeah. properly so we have got lots of things planned it's just actually being able to get them in the motion. Well, when I come down, how about you make me my own breakfast challenge and we'll film it like man versus food, man versus food. But um, I have got to warn you, and by the way, I like your price in there, 1066, very clever. Um, I suffer from chronic IBS, okay? Um, so the, the big question is, what are your toilet facilities like oh, and will I damage your plumbing? No, I'll probably use stuff for that. That's all right, we get it. We get it to without it would be a problem. Because I draw the line at shit in the bucket, if I'm honest with you. I don't know. That's the sand treatment. That's the, we, 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 we provide good customer service, so we, at least we try. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, I was going to talk about your uh, surveillance camera issues, but considering we've been talking about your cafe, tying them two together may be not a good idea, so I'll leave that <laughs> one off the cards because that's the type of guy I am. Um, I can't think of anything else I've got to ask, you know. Twitter was very shit on this one. If you're listening and you're on my Twitter, you were absolutely dog shit on this one. Not one single deranged pervert even messaged me with a comment. Actually, that's a lie. It turns out I told Sam this. My dad actually listens to this podcast, and so does his office. So I haven't met any of these, so Christ knows what they think of me. Um, But if you're listening, Dad, hello. Thanks for my Christmas present. Um, And go give him a follow on Twitter. Go on. His name is – I think his name rhymes with – Schmollin Schmassy. Go on my Twitter friends and find that name that rhymes with that and then give him a follow. And then do something like just tweet him saying um big hairy bum holes or something <laughs> like that. Like Sean sent me my my first customer email from uh Congress Apparel had a head in <laughs> big hairy bum holes. So I think that's so do something like that. Um but they've been pretty shit. So I haven't got any questions from the listenership or whoever's there. I think it's pretty much just you and um uh, yeah. well, you really but I do want to say get well soon uh, is it Wolfie's pit oh Wolfie. yes he, he had an accident didn't he yeah he got taken off the other day on oh, just before Christmas uh, broke his arm leg and had an operation so just a little shout out to him there I did say to him that if we were good as we were we'd have merch and he'd get some free stuff but we haven't because we're shit so this is the best <laughs> he's going to get Um, so just a just, just a little hello there, and um, basically all I want to say while you boys are here 
thank you very much for having us on and looking forward to your um, your shop and watching you grow and come down and visit you. And uh, well, hopefully we can catch up with you again in, I don't know, say six months' time or something. I pull my fingers out of my ass and get going on the podcast a bit more and see how you're getting on. Hopefully the Rona's fucked off. And yeah, we'll just have a little rendezvous. Tete yeah, we can do that. Six months, make that a uh, little goal and see how we go on. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, it's a goal for both of us, really, because I've got to pull my <laughs> finger around my ass and do a bit. But um, it should be hard with life. Like, you know, I guess you boys finish the shop and, you know, I can't where I am. I finish work, I get home, I walk the dog, have some tea, have a shower, sit down, and I, think, I just can't be bothered. Yeah, I think we've had days like that where it's, it's just... Some days it's super quiet in the shop mm. and you're just like... You know, there's no nothing yeah, to do. You've done all the stock take. You've cleaned everything. You're up to date on the website. If there is any postal orders, you've done them. It's just kind of like no one comes in all day, and it just because you're not doing anything, you're just absolutely shattered afterwards. Yeah. Well, it, and it drags like a slug's dick as well, doesn't it? So all, all you can do then is go and pawn up my sponsor. Pretty much, yeah. Bank. That's that's all we ever do in the shop, really. It's I mean, just... Well, I'd say you go behind the clothes. Or maybe at the women's mannequin yes. if you got Yeah, one. we've That's got a women's mannequin now. Because you do quite a lot of women's clothing. This is something I should have brought up before. <laughs> Sexist. Um, but you do do quite a lot of women's specialist yes, clothing, do. don't you? I don't know, because the female motorcyclist is sort of like a rare, mythical being that's never heard or seen. And if it is heard or seen, it's normally... How do I say this? Um... Not the prettiest thing to look at, um, but but do share, do share. Tell me more about these. Are they real? Uh, are they- yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely do. Very much so. Um, yeah, God, uh, I think we've both had experiences in the shop with these mythical beasts. So um, yeah, I think I'll let Sean take a bit on the actual brand. <laughs> I love it because you know that you're. I think I, I think your partner she follows me yeah. on on both my Twitter pages. So I, I think you're sh- he's shitting himself, no, shitting himself a bit, isn't he? Um, so. <laughs> no, the yeah, the female brand we have in is Motogirl. Um, for us, it's they're they're absolutely lovely. Um, Inna and Ellen, who run the company, are just absolutely amazing, and their heads are just completely in the right place as well. Because um, Inna writes herself. I think she, I believe she's got V strong. Um, how she gets how she gets on it, I do not know. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. She's, yeah, she's, she's, a big old she's bike, a very little lady, but um, she does get on it, and she does know how to ride it very well as well. Um, but um, no, they're know. just absolutely amazing. They're absolutely amazing duo, and for us as well, they are based twenty minutes up the road. So, um, so I heard oh, them a little bit into my a little bit into my riding for when I was trying to book out my missus, and it was. So we went up there and had a look at them, chatted to them, and they were absolutely lovely, like, getting her out really well. And uh, so we just, I got talking to them, just saying, oh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about doing a shot, uh, thinking about doing a shot with my business partner. And they were just like, oh, well, we'd be all for that. They said, you know, because we don't actually spend a lot of time at our shop. We're always at shows and stuff. So somewhere local for us would be really, really awesome. So uh, we got chatting to them and they came in and we just went, oh, here's your wall. And they just went, what do you mean wall? And we went, well, we're giving you a whole wall. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, end up giving, we end up, they were, they were so grateful. So they ended up giving us so much extra stock and stuff like that. We end up having to get, get another clothing rail in for them as well. Um, 
and like I said, the the amount of ladies that come in is it's probably I would say it's probably like at least like forty, if not like almost fifty percent of our trade is female bikers. Well, because it can be, I imagine it can be quite an intimidating place to go in general for, like, it's intimidating for me sometimes you go into a main, you know, big bike dealership and it's, you know, it's, you know, they're very corporate in there. It's intimidating. So being a female motorcyclist, you know, whether you, whether you've got your partner with you or whatever, but if you're on your own, I imagine it could be quite intimidating to go in or not for everyone, but it's nice to have that sort of, that grounding where they know they can go in and they're going to be catered for just as well, if not better than the men. So it's nice to have this, that brand. And I, and I would like to get more female, well, at least one, because I haven't had any on it yet. Uh, I have. And hello, my name's Lane. <laughs> she come on, but I'd like to get, I'd like to get more uh, females, you know, more women on and then to see how, how their experience, uh, you know, is in, in just motorcycling in general in, in the environment. <laughs> but that's a very good thing you've done there. I haven't heard of that before. So I was quite impressed when I seen that. I thought, fair play, he, the boys have thought about this. Yeah, I mean, we've it. had quite a few nervous, um, like pillions, uh, new riders, with, you know, all the females that come in and look bit like, oh, you know, we don't know what we're looking for. Then we show them the motor girl stuff, the quality of it, the cut of it, the styling. And they're just sitting there going, so I can get a pair of leggings that are fully armoured, fully abrasion yeah. rated, you know, perfectly safe. And they look stunning. And we go, look, try them on. And we've had a success rate of, I'd say about 97%. Yeah. Every time the girl tries them on, she walks out the change room with them. And her credit card or the partner's credit card is being slapped on the counter. That's, that's <clears> a good... That is a good because it's quite a niche thing to get into. So it's a good thing to get into, but it's also good. You're being they're being catered for the ladies are being catered for in that way and actually being considered because it is quite a. I think we can all admit it's quite yeah, a male yeah, definitely uh, dominated yeah. area, isn't it? So it's nice to see more females coming through through the training in general, but to know they're getting kitted out to safe standard as well is, is you know is everyone's peace of mind, partners, husbands, wives, uh, and trainers like me because the amount of time I see. Uh, ladies come through the training school and they can't get the right stuff or young, you know, 16 year olds. And you think, Oh, are you worried about their safety? But then, you know, they can get something that's going to look after them. God forbid, touch wood, something happens. So it's, it's nice to know they're, they're being careful. Yeah, we definitely now. try to look after everyone. Cause we, you know, we've all been there when you first start riding. You're like, I remember it. I didn't have a fucking clue what I was buying. So, no, you don't. Yeah, you I mean, I, cheapest, to do my CBT, I bought a really shitty pair of, textile trousers off Amazon. Um, I had an old pair of like punk metal boots uh, uh, and I just borrowed my old, uh, my granddad's old jacket and that done me for ages. I had an ill-fitting helmet that I bought off a local shop um, that will go unnamed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really ill-fitting helmet. It was, I just, it, the whole thing was <clears throat> crap um, and it, it's the same with anyone until you start doing your own research and stuff, it's, you, you end up getting sold. You never know. Like, Sean had it with, uh, the show. Oh, God. My, 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 obviously my first helmet was some, like, like 20 pound thing from Halfords or something. But my, my second lid, I was like, no, I'm going to buy a nice one. So, yeah, I went into, again, a shop that won't be named. And, um, yeah, went in, speaking to the guys that, oh yeah, it does this, it has this blow up cheek pad stuff, it does this, and that. I was like, oh, okay, super, obviously, you know, I've been riding 
three, four months. I didn't know, obviously, my, you know, all the stuff. So I've got this helmet, I've got this yeah. helmet. I was like, oh, yeah, it's obviously it's better than my, you know, 20 quid piece of shit. So, <laughs> and then, like I said, um, yeah. I'm riding around with it for, I think, probably like four or five months. And I tried on <coughs> someone else's, I think it was a HJC, and I just couldn't believe the difference. And I was just like, and I, I hate it. And I, then I realised how much I hated my shark helmet. And, and you know, it's not going to get shark. They make good helmets. But it was just the fact that I'd been completely sold this helmet. The suspension, the puff-up thing broke, like, almost immediately. Um, and like I said, the, they made such a horrendous wind noise. And it was just the wrong helmet for me and, and for how I was riding. And, and it, yeah, I just like, so, yeah, so I, it's, got, it's got four holes drilled in now. It's, it's hanging flowers. But, um, but yeah, so, and that was, you know, another big ethos for me and Sam is just that, like, you know, it's about getting the right gear. You know, someone might come in and go, you know, oh, I want that, you know, that £1,200 rucker suit. And you're like, okay, super, you know, get your credit card out. But at the same yeah. time, do they actually need that? You know, or is actually the, you know, the £300 suit there better for them? You know, oh. and that's... Because... Uh, I think being a salesman, you want to sell, sell, sell. But at the same time, it's just a lot for customer service. If you actually, you look more, you're more thoughtful. If you've gone, well, actually, you don't need this. You don't need that. Are you going to use this in all weathers or is this going to suit you? So I think it's a credit to you boys as well. You're not just out to take the money because anyone could go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy that thousand pound suit. Yeah, you'll need that. But it's a good credit to you two that you're actually tailoring to people's needs and abilities and what they want, really. You know, so it's good. A good credit to you, boys. Um, I'm sorry to be rude, and I'm not just going to cancel you short because I think our time and slot's going to kick us out of the chat, but I've sunk three or four <laughs> cans of Tetley's while I've been chatting. It's very cold out, and I've got nothing to piss into. Um, I have got to go because I'm going to piss right. my pants otherwise. Um, but just want to say thank, thank you very much for coming uh, and joining me tonight. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time out between Christmas and New Year from your families to come speak to us. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing some more stuff for you in the future and getting you back on. Maybe we get Moto Girl involved and get them on with you next time, or I'll come down the yeah, shop and we'll have a little tete-a-tete down. Lovely jubbly. Well, um, unless you've got anything well, to I'd say to like me, to, uh, I think that will be Thank you very much for having me and Sean on and talking about the yeah, shop. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It's, you know, opening a shop in the middle of a pandemic is a super bright <laughs> idea. So... <laughs> Oh, I guess it's been a pleasure and a privilege for you. Um, <laughs> no, I think of that one. I went down like a... Uh, I said it's been a pleasure and a privilege yeah, for you. <laughs> We're very honoured. Okay, um, yeah, chaps, uh, I want to say thanks a lot and um, I look forward to hearing you um, in the future. Just stay tuned when we end this and we'll uh, have a little chat and then we do that. So from me, uh, Big Mitchum at Throttle Monkeys, uh, from Sam and Sean from the boys at Conqueror's Apparel, uh, thank you very much. Take care. And as you say in Landau, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to this Throttle Monkeys podcast with me, Big Mitchum. If you'd like to know more, follow me on Twitter at MitchumBick or find me on YouTube, Big Mitchum. As you say in Landau, ta for now. Ciao for now, innit? Oh, fuck. <laughs>